Everybody wants to know what's going on with the Pac-12 and the Pac-12's TV deal. Frankly, I don't think the Pac-12 knows what it's doing with its TV deal. And I think that is more and more evident every single day. I'm Pete Mundo on Heartland College Sports. It's uh, great to be here with you as always. And if you're a Big 12 fan, this is fantastic news. What has been my mantra since we've been talking about this the last several months? Every passing day, the Pac-12 does not have a TV deal is a good day for the Big 12. It is a dog-eat-dog world. It's a cliche, yes, but it is true. There are a finite number of teams. College football is a finite operation. If the Pac-12 inches closer towards a demise, that's good for the Big 12. And these past few days, I, like there has been reports across the board, and nobody has any consistency with these reports, which tells me the Pac-12 doesn't know what it's doing has no idea what it's doing right now with its TV deal. So the Pac-12 is right now the last of the major conferences to try to figure out what's happening with its television contract. And you had conflicting reports this past week. So this past week, Dennis Dodd at CBS comes out with this report. And he says that uh, ESPN is out of the running for Pac-12 Tier 1 rights essentially meaning when it comes to bidding and controlling the best games that the Pac-12 can offer, ESPN's out. That was from Dennis Dodd, credible reporter, CBS. It's not like he's some, you know, hack reporter. Dennis Dodd does a very good job as a college football reporter, right? We all know that. We all understand that. Then Nicole Auerbach of The Athletic, she puts out a report saying ESPN is still a bidder for the Pac-12's Tier 1 rights. So this was all within a 24-hour period. So what do you believe? I, <laughs> I don't know. Here's what was telling to me. Pete Thamel, who works for ESPN, did not have anything to say about this report. He didn't confirm or deny either side of it. He's the guy who, let's be honest, as a reporter for ESPN, would actually potentially be able to confirm one of these two reports. Pete Thamel did not. So that's very telling as well. That tells me that ESPN, frankly, hasn't decided. ESPN has not made a decision in terms of what it wants its future to be with the Pac-12. I'm sure, like anything else, ESPN will take the Pac-12 at a certain price point. Why wouldn't you? But it's not going to be close to the Big 12. And then here's what happens, right? Here's where ESPN doesn't really know what to do. They can say, hey, Pac-12, you're worth, I'm just going to throw out a number, $20 million a year per team. The Big 12's at 30, is going to be at 30 under the new deal. We know the SEC, the Big 10 are going to be, you know, 50 and more. So we think you're worth 20 a team. And the Pac-12 says, uh, okay, we'll take it. Well, you know as well as I do that conference could collapse very quickly because there might be teams in the Pac-12, Colorado, the Arizona schools that say, you know what? I mean, if it's only 20, we'll just go to the Big 12. Like if it's only 20 mil, we don't want to continue with the Pac-12. We'll go to the Big 12, take our 30 plus and move on. It's entirely possible that that ends up happening. And if and when that does end up happening, then ESPN has offered money to the Pac-12 that's useless anyway. Because then if the Pac-12 wants to continue to exist and it's poaching Mountain West teams, it's not worth that $20 million. 
So that's where this is fascinating, where ESPN probably is okay taking on the Pac-12 Tier 1 rights at a certain price point. But that price point may drive current teams to the Big 12. We know that Brett Yormark wants to expand this league. So then it's like, is ESPN going to end up overpaying for a product that's even more mediocre than what the product is right now? And that's what makes this so interesting and, and so fascinating to follow. So there are so many moving parts in this whole deal. Now, there's also a report from Jim Williams. If you don't know Jim, um, he's a big-time media consultant. He's won seven Emmys. Uh, He's got deep knowledge in this industry, and he's become very vocal on Twitter here as of the last few weeks especially, talking about the Pac-12 TV future. And Jim Williams put this up on Twitter on uh, Sunday morning. He wrote on Twitter, for what it's worth, I was told by a network executive to keep an eye on CBS Sports in a deal with the Pac-12 for a possible East Coast primetime window with ESPN keeping the Pac-12 after dark package. So what does that mean? It would mean that CBS would theoretically put a Pac-12 game on at, let's say, 730 Eastern, 430 West Coast time. And CBS would own that game. And then Pac-12 After Dark, you know, 1030 Eastern, that game would be on ESPN. So the Pac-12 would have a split deal between CBS and ESPN, theoretically under what Jim Williams is saying. Now, what nobody's really clear on, and Jim hasn't totally clarified this, is whether or not he's talking about big CBS or CBS Sports. He's alluding to it being big CBS, and that's the only thing that would make sense. No offense to CBS Sports, but the CBS Sports Network is, is I mean, you know, you get the Mountain West on there, right? You get some action on there, I think, but CBS Sports Network is not a go-to channel for anybody when it comes to big-time athletics. It's just not. It's, it's not a great product. It's not a good place to watch games for the most part. It feels like you're watching a minor league broadcast a lot of the time on CBS Sports Network. But if it's actually Big CBS, if Big CBS says we'll put on a Pac-12 game at 7.30 Eastern time to go up against other primetime windows, and then Pac-12 after dark, the late, late game, ends up going to ESPN, that's not a terrible situation for the Pac-12. But once again, nobody knows what they're bidding on. Here's the problem. The problem right now is that whether it's CBS or ESPN, nobody has a clue what exactly they're bidding on. And if their bid is not close in the ballpark to the Big 12, there's a belief that enough of these teams are going to leave for the Big 12. And then it's like, well, why am I bidding on this thing? So it doesn't matter if it's ESPN or if it's CBS. It puts these conferences or these TV networks, I should say, in a no-win spot. You're going to offer something. You think you got a deal. You know George Kliakov is going to try to push for a deal. If not, he looks like a complete clown in this whole thing. Frankly, he already does for the most part. So this is a very difficult position. CBS is bidding on something that they don't even know if what they're bidding on is what they're ultimately going to get. Who wins there? Nobody wins. That is a lose-lose across the board. So you got to look at this from afar if you're CBS, if you're ESPN, and also we're in a soft economic climate right now, 
Anybody that has a pulse understands that. The ad industry has taken and will take a bit of a hit in 2023, a sizable hit in 2023. You can offer tens of millions of dollars to have the chance to put on Washington State and Stanford on a Saturday night. I mean, frankly, if I'm CBS, I like. does that compel enough people to turn on CBS? If ESPN's going to have an, uh, an SEC game, you know, NBC is in the mix as well. Uh, Fox is in the mix as well, obviously. They're going to have monster Big Ten, SEC, Big 12 games, and you're going to put on a Pac-12 game to try to compete on CBS? Like, can you get some modern family reruns that might do a little better? I'm just throwing the option out there. It might not be a bad call. <laughs> it might not be a bad call, <laughs> especially when you're talking 20, 30 mil per team on these deals. I mean, that those are we're, we're not talking chump change here. This ain't the Mountain West. You're going to have to pony up. So uh, this has been an odd last few days of reporting around the Pac-12 conference and these TV deals. But if you're a Big 12 fan, here's what you have to know. What you have to know if you're a Big 12 fan is this. The only thing that matters to you is that every day there's not a new TV contract that is a good day for this league, for this conference. Because with each passing day, you get closer to a potential Pac-12 team bailing on that league, joining you, and that essentially puts the Pac-12 to bed for good. I'm Pete Mundo. Hit that subscribe button. Thanks for being here. We're only, oh, I don't know, 30-some-odd subscribers away from 3,000. So if you could join us, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. We'd appreciate that. If you're on the podcast, leave a rating, review, subscribe. We've got these uh, fantastic Heartland College Sports Koozies, you can get your hand on for free. I mean, it's 90 degrees in Kansas City today, so get one for free. Leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes and send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. We'll get you all hooked up. Uh, Let's look at some of your comments here on YouTube Live. Uh, Pete, I don't see the Pac-12 getting a TV deal even close to the Big 12. Nope, not going to happen. Uh, John writes, it's a buyer's market. Why offer 20 mil per team if you can get it for 10? The Pac-12 is delusional. Absolutely. Also, I see Colorado joining the Big 12 very soon. I see they're meeting uh, with the Big 12. I, I didn't see that they're meeting with the Big 12. I don't know where that report came from. I'm not going to report that, but I'll just read the comments here. Uh Pete, I know you won't take OU and Texas down from your wall that we have behind us on the show, but when you add four new teams, please <laughs> please block out OU and Texas. I- I'm going to do my best here. I'm going to do my best. The wall's only so big behind me. I got to fit in new teams. We're going to have the four new teams on the wall as of July 1st. We also have a new logo and some t-shirts and, and great things that are going to be coming out at heartlandcollegesports.com covering the Big 12. So be sure to go to the website. Um, we'll have a new logo because right now the logo has the, the Big 12 states in it. So we got to change the logo by July 1. So we'll be doing that as well. Uh, what else do we have here? Pete, the Pac-12 is delaying. They're delaying, delaying, delaying. Yes. Absolutely. They're delaying. George Kliakov is running out of time, by the way. He is running out of time in a, in a big way, and it's happening fast. Now, other things happening in the Big 12. Not sure if you saw this, but this, was, um, uh, this came down on Saturday. That the Big 12 is considering 
conference basketball games in early November at a neutral site. Now, leave a comment on YouTube on if you love that or hate that. Here, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of it. Now, here's the details behind it. The details are as follows. The Big 12 would play basically a preseason tip-off of Big 12 teams that are only scheduled to play each other once during conference play. So let's say Houston and, and Kansas are going to play each other once during the conference season, like January 1 on. They could play each other in this preseason tip-off in early November at a neutral site location, and it would not count against their conference record. It would count against their overall record, but not their conference record. So um, v- VP of Big 12 Men's Basketball, Jim Williams, joined uh, the Houston Round Ball Review with Chris Gardner. And he said the Big 12 is exploring having some in-conference games in early November involving teams who are only slated to play each other once during conference play. He added that these games would not count towards the conference record, and they play four or five games as kind of a tip-off-the-year showcase some of the talent early in the season. It's a great idea, number one. It's a great idea. Because November and December have become a wash for college basketball. Let's be honest. You're not locked in, unless you're a diehard, you are not locked into the college basketball season that early, right? You're, you're not. I mean, in, in early November, what's your schedule? If you're a college sports fan, you're waking up on Saturday, you're watching college game day, you're watching big noon kickoff, whatever you like. Maybe you're watching us. I hope you're watching us as well, reading our content, reading our previews. You're watching football from 11 a.m. Central time till the end of the night. And then, you know, Sunday you're recapping, you're taking in content, and then Monday you're getting ready for the next week. You're not thinking college basketball in early November. Brett Yormark's attitude is basically, you know what? Most people aren't into college basketball. Brett Yormark is a basketball first guy with his NBA background. Let's try to create appointment viewing with the best basketball conference in the country in the Big 12. And that's where this is a no-lose situation. If I get Kansas-Houston from the best basketball conference in the country in early November... It's not a conference game. It will count against the overall record, not the conference record. Why not? It's a no-brainer. It makes complete sense. Complete sense. Brett Yormark, once again, is thinking outside the box. He's saying, okay, I'll put four to five games on because even like some of those basketball tournaments, right, that take place in uh, like around Thanksgiving, the Maui tournament, stuff like that. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's kind of nice to watch if you want to avoid your crazy uncle at Thanksgiving. But outside of that, it's not like it's can't miss. It's it's not, you know, it's you follow it, but you're still in football mode. So, and, and a lot of the schools and the fan bases that are most into those are schools that don't have quality football, right? The Dukes of the world, yes, Kansas, although we all know Kansas basketball or Kansas football is getting better. We all understand that, right? Um, you know, the Villanovas, uh, the schools that don't have major football programs, their fan bases get into it. But anyone who's got a decent football program, you're still not in to the basketball scene in November. So Brett Yormark's trying to change that. He's trying to create appointment viewing for this league and also do something that benefits his TV partners. And that's where a guy like Brett Yormark 
is always thinking two steps ahead. He's saying, great, we've got this huge contract with ESPN and Fox. How do we make it better for them? How do we bring value to them? Because the more value you bring to them, the more they want to pay you in your next deal. And the Big 12 has a short-term deal. It's a six-year deal from 2025 to 2031. We're going to be talking about a new TV deal, I mean, in the blink of an eye. In three to four years, we're going to talk about the next TV deal. That's how quickly this is going to happen. So he's thinking, what value can I bring to my TV partners, and how can this be beneficial, not just for the Big 12 Conference, but for all of college basketball? And that's where your mark is always a step ahead. Now, also, um, what the Big 12 is looking at, according to reports this week, is getting more in-game access to football broadcasts, having guys mic'd up, in-game interviews, uh, and that is another thing. This is kind of, I don't want to say it's basic, but it's another way to think outside the box. It's another way to say, you know, there's, there are things happening in this conference that are not happening in other conferences. More access to locker rooms before and after games. Live audio of coaches before the game and more. That was being discussed at the Big 12 meetings this past week. I'm a big proponent of that. That also helps you. I feel like as a fan, it connects you to the coaches and the players in ways that other conferences won't do. Like I was watching Sunday Night Baseball a couple of weeks ago, and the center fielder was mic'd up in the middle of the game. Now, I know that these guys can do this in their sleep, but still I'm sitting there and I'm like, he's answering questions from the ESPN broadcast booth in center field while the game's going on. Like that's pretty crazy and also pretty impressive. And if the Big 12 can take a semblance of that and bring it to its programming, and the SEC and the Big 10 are not doing that, that is a massive win for this league. And the broader point and the broader picture is that everyone notices what Brett Yormark is doing. If you're Deion Sanders, if you're Colorado, why would you not say, I want to be attached to that brand? I want to be part of a forward-thinking conference like the Big 12. That is right up Deion Sanders' alley. And I know that Deion hasn't coached a single game at Colorado. He had a sold-out spring game. Good for him. That was a great scene. I'm happy for the guy. I'm happy for Colorado. I'm not saying that, uh, you know, <laughs> Deion's going to be Nick Saban or something like that. But clearly, he's already got an enormous amount of sway with how he has rebranded that program. Why would he not want to bring that branding to the Big 12? He'd be insane to not want to partner with a guy and a visionary like Brett Yormark and work together with him to create the best um, and most appealing and most entertaining conference in the country. I didn't say the best football players. I didn't say that. I do think for basketball, but I'm not sitting here saying that the Big 12 is going to have better football players um, or better teams than the SEC, but it can be the most entertaining. And in the end, we are in the entertainment business. That's what it is, right? And there's multiple ways to do it. You can have the best teams or you can create a product that is a little more unique, a little more personality driven, and is on the cutting edge of uh, you know, breaking down barriers between fans, players, and coaches. And that's what the Big 12 is attempting to do. And you've got to be looking at this from afar. If you're Colorado, you're Arizona, you're Arizona State, heck, you're Florida State. You've got to be looking at this and saying, what are we doing? We're stuck out here in the Pac-12. We're stuck over here in the ACC. 
I, that guy, your has got a thing or two figured out, you know, he's got things humming right along. So that's where uh, the broader picture here is Brett, Yormark and the big 12 continue to make news. They may not do all these things that have been reported, but they're breaking news for how they're thinking. They're breaking news for ideas they're exploring. Nobody else is doing this. Can you think of one other conference that has had an off-season report on things they're doing or thinking differently about the future of its own league and its own conference? I can't. Can you? I'm waiting. You know the answer, and I know the answer. And that's where any team in the ACC or the Pac-12 has got to be looking at this and saying, what are we doing wrong? Where's our leadership like this? We're the people that are supposed to be vouching for us and what we're about and what we're doing and everything that we have to offer. You cannot pay for this kind of uh, progress, this kind of attention, the type of earned media that this league has given. And as Heartland College Sports, you know, we've been doing this now for, geez, nine years nearly since I started this website with just me and a laptop, and now we're reaching... Millions of Big 12 fans on a monthly basis through our website, through our podcasts, video content. We have an entire Big 12 podcast network we're building out team by team. We've got, you know, go down the list. We've got podcasts for Kansas State, Kansas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Um, we're going through all of them. Texas Tech, TCU. And, and, and we're reaching all these Big 12 fans and it's in large part because of you, the way you've helped us grow. And now the Big 12 is giving us all the tools <laughs> to give us plenty of content to talk about on a weekly basis. Times have changed in this conference, and they have changed very quickly, and they have changed for the better. So be sure to hop on board with us. Subscribe to this channel. Um, you know, As I mentioned, we're on the verge of 3,000. We just started really ramping up the YouTube channel here in the last few months, and we appreciate every single one of you being a part of this show, being a part of this channel, and joining us. And of course, on the podcast, leave that five-star rating and review, and we'll get you hooked up with a uh, Heartland College Sports Koozie. When you do that, and send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at uh, heartlandcollegesports.com. Looking at some of your comments on YouTube here. Uh, Pete, watch Colorado. We're all watching Colorado, baby. We're watching Colorado as closely as we can. Uh, Pete, Big 12 basketball broadcast from Disneyland. Get that Southern California exposure if they do that neutral site uh, idea. Uh, yeah, Disneyland, I don't know. I, I don't know. Feels a little cheesy to me, but I see what you're going for there. ESPN will be happy. Um, I'll, you know, I'm open to it. I'm open to it. Uh, Brett Yormark is so far ahead in innovation. He's three time zones ahead of the rest of us. I agree there. Leadership is the biggest difference, writes Richard, between the Pac-12 and the Big 12. Also here, Pete, players need to smartly transfer from the Pac-12. Uh, and that's, that's happening rapidly, by the way. It's happening very, very quickly. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Please do subscribe, and uh, we've got a lot more content coming your way. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports, covering the Big 12 Conference. Thanks, as always, for being a part of the show, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a great rest of your day. Take care.